Hello, everyone, and welcome to our next Asia Business Club podcast. I'm Sunny, the VP of the club, and will be your host today. And joining me today will be um, John Wang, who is currently doing a weekend MBA at Imperial Business School. John, please feel free to give yourself a short introduction. All right. Um, I guess, hello, everyone. I'm not seeing anyone here, but I'm assuming someone is listening to this. Um, so I, um, yeah, so I'm doing the weekend MBA program at Imperial. Uh, this is my, I just finished my first year. Uh, so starting my second year of the program. Um, so I work in technology. I'm a engineering manager at Amazon right now. Um, I've been in London for a little over seven years now. Uh, before that, um, I studied and worked in America. Uh, and before that, I was originally from China. Okay, so um, what, how would you explain your field of expertise? <laughs> um, I guess um, in the technology industry, there's always, you know, programming. That's definitely the most fundamental skill set that um, um, if you want to be successful in this industry, um, um, it, it's yeah, it's a prerequisite. Um, but you, I guess um, the more senior you become, the more other type of skills you have to uh, acquire, like pro project management, people skills, um, strategy, um, like really building teams. Um, so this, I guess that's one of the reasons that I, uh, I thought doing an MBA program, it's, uh, it's a good idea for me to pick up those um, orthogonal skill sets. Mm, definitely. Um, would you mind providing more details maybe on, you know, your current role and tasks in Amazon? Uh, yeah, so um, a engineering manager uh, basically uh, is a role that uh, allows me to work with a group of engineers to um, to build product and services uh, for our customers. Um, so specifically, uh, my team is working on our smart TV uh, product called Fire TV. Um, and um, mm. our role, um, or I guess ownership area, is to make sure that our customers can discover uh, their favorite content on Fire TV. Um, so you know, helping you to find, you know, the the Squid Games or the the, the Premier League games, or whatever, um, whatever that uh, you're interested in. And, you know, you, you said you're doing like a um, part time MBA, right? So how, how do you like balance it with your current job at Amazon? Um, <laughs> it's a, I, I, if I'm being honest, it's always a struggle um, mm -hmm. because um, both of these two things um, are quite, I guess, time consuming and demanding from time to time. Um, so I, I think the I mean, this is going to be a very generic answer. Um, but really just time management, right? Like figuring out uh, what is the most important thing you have to do every day um, and, and, and really make sure you stick to your plan um, and, and you have to pick and choose, right? Um, mm -hmm. uh, so ha yeah. has there been any times where like you've prioritized maybe work over studying or, or vice versa? Oh yeah, all the time. Um, because the, um, the, the thing about doing studying um, is especially if you're like working full time um, a lot of times you don't really get to control your calendar because you have to go to meetings you have to uh, respond to um, uh, emergency situations um, so 
so yeah, so a lot of times you have to make trade-off decisions between do I, you know, want to spend today prepping for my exams or do I want to, you know, finish this work thing? Um, and and really, it's it's a judgment call, right? Like, there's no <laughs> no clear answer to when you need to do what. It, a lot of times it depends on like what is more uh, more urgent. Mm. Do you think um, you know like balancing both has maybe impacted your performance in both of them or do you think it's just like it's manageable uh i think so far it's still manageable i mean knock on wood just make sure that um yeah so far it's uh it's not too bad um i think um one thing that is perhaps um different um for for me uh, if i look at my my studying journey right now compared to when i was a uh, a full-time student is that um, the expectation is quite different uh, because you know when you're uh, doing a full-time um, degree program um, it, it's basically the, the the thing that you focus on every day so you want to make sure that you know you get good grade uh, or at least get as much as uh, possible out of out of your study uh, but in our in my case right now it's a lot of times i have to pick and choose right so um, setting the right expectation for myself it's very important, right? Like, am I really looking for, you know, the the distinction or I'm okay with, you know, uh, potentially a lower grade, but, you know, I can spend more time with, with my job. Now more onto your job, you know, you talked about Fire TV and like, you know, I'm thinking streaming services and smart TVs, you know, they're like a mm. huge trend nowadays. Um, so what, you know, how has, you know, Amazon stayed competitive in the market or how is Amazon responding to the market? Oh, gosh, that's a really big question. Um, I'm in no position to represent uh, Amazon's strategy or anything, uh, but I can offer my personal view on this. Mm -hmm. um, I think I think the the most important thing, uh, not just Amazon, really, for any technology company that build I guess consumer electronics or or product that directly benefit your customer is that you have to you know stick to your customer demand, listen to their feedback, and iterate fast, right? On top of their uh, based on their feedback, um, yeah. So so you know what we do is we we really listen to our customer feedback, um, see what's working, what's not working, and quickly iterate on that. Um, and and this doesn't just apply to the streaming business. Um, like really any software product is, is the same. Um, but more specifically onto the streaming services, um, I think in recent years, there is a trend to sort of move more content onto the streaming platform, uh, even the premiers, right? Like, for example, the live events, live um, mm -hmm. uh, sports games, uh, matches, that kind of thing. Uh, if you look at five years ago, uh, you don't really see uh, the streaming service providers providing, you know, live content. But this has becoming uh, has become more and more like the industry standard nowadays, right? So, uh, so this definitely it's a it's a trend. Um, and the other thing is um, like more onto, you know, the the benefit of technology. Uh, once we, you know, all these um, sort of providers, uh, content providers. Um, start looking more into how can we 
provide more relevant and personalized uh, experience for the customers, you start to see more sort of, you know, machine learning based or, um, you know, data driven uh, mm-hmm. recommendation systems so that when you turn on your device, that instead of seeing, you know, a very generic uh, set of, you know, titles that you can you can play back, um, you see like very personalized uh, experience based on, you know, your um, uh, your you watched, right? Um, it's it's not it's not just that like there are like so many other factors uh, in in this right like depends on you know ge- geographical location for example um, or you know if there is a, a football match going on right now that's probably something that um, you might be interested in. Um, I mean yeah like you you said a lot and I think if probably answer my next question which was sort of like how do you see the industry in the next ten years. You know, you said like what more machine learning, more personalized, um, you know, content, right? Yeah, I mean, also on the hardware side, it's going to be uh, a lot more exciting, right? So now we have um, uh, voice control is a big thing now, right? So instead of using uh, a four-way remote, uh, more and more you see, you know, voice-based command. Um, you can directly interact with with your device. Um, and also, like, how do we connect your um, smart TV with the rest of the um, the ecosystem, right? Like, if you have, um, for example, a Echo device uh, or like a uh, a Nest device for, from Google or like the Ring doorbell, how do we like start making connections between all these uh, smart devices? Uh, that's also a quite interesting uh, trend to, to to look at for the next few years. You know, I've, you know, just like on a, like a, another random question maybe is like, I've, I've heard of Fire TV before, but then, you know, like in the UK, I, I just use like Amazon Prime. And then I always thought like Fire TV was sort of like, it makes your TV like smart, like, like one of those Chrome sticks. But then I, I'm still not really sure what it is exactly. Yeah, so so we offer two uh, types of products. So one is the um, the stick devices. Uh, we call them the SMPs. These devices are um, essentially you have a HDMI device which you can plug into the back of your TV, okay. uh, which will uh, you know uh, power the user experience. So when you turn on your TV, you see sort of the UI uh, built by by our team. Um, and, and you can sort of, you know, discover content and playback content from that. So that's one type of um, product. The, the second type is uh, uh, the actual uh, Fire TV devices where, you know, it's a it's a um, actual TV product um, with a screen and everything. Um, and then oh. they have the software built into that. Um, so you can just buy the device, uh, the TV device. Um, like uh, the TV itself. itself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, OK, OK. Like, is there like a specific market that Fire TV is focusing on, or is it like very global? Uh, it's a global product. We started in the US um, and expanded into uh, UK, Germany, Japan, and a few other countries. Um, but you know, the world is pretty big. Um, we're still uh, very at a very early stage of global expansion. Um, so yeah, so you know, getting the devices to more countries is definitely one thing that will uh, continue to continue to do again this is just my personal opinion i'm not representing anything yeah. here but you know 
So what is a positive surprise about this industry or job? And and also like what is a negative surprise that you have experienced? In the uh, technology industry in general? Yeah, or, or just in, in your job, like at the moment or just at Amazon. Or I, I mean, <laughs> you know, like um, to whatever extent you want to take it. Right. So um, I can definitely start with the positive. Um, so the positive side is really um, the first thing that jumped to my mind is that um, this industry um, or, or really my line of work requires me to uh, to always learn new things, right? So it's very rare I'm doing the same um, set of work or or same job every year. So every year there's always like new challenges that require me to pick up new skill sets or learn a new technology or um, work on a new product. Um, so, so really this constant change, um, it's, it's definitely a very positive thing for me, right? So you keep the, the mental challenge, the, the mental stimulation going. So it's never boring. Um, so that's definitely the, the, the first thing I can think of. Um, and also I think, you know, working on a consumer electronic product, it's exciting because you can actually see people using, you know, the software or, or uh, uh, hardware or product that you build, right? And then you can see there are like, you know, hundreds of millions of people using that. Um, that's quite exciting, right? To see the uh, the impact, the scope of impact. Um, that's That's definitely a positive thing. Um, negative, um, I think like having to constantly learn new things sometimes can be a challenge, right? Like, cause, um, you almost always have to be, uh, on your toes, uh, making sure that, uh, you know, you're, uh, you keep up with the, with the current trend. Um, so, so that's definitely, uh, can be a bit stressful from time to time. Um, yeah, I think that's it really. Like I, I don't tend to think a lot about like the negative of this, to be honest. You know, like you mentioned, you you've had a you know, you come from a strong technical background, but then like uh, you know, some questions that we get from a lot of people is like, you know, what would you suggest a graduate who might not have such a strong technical background? Um, you know, how can they also work in this industry? Oh, um, so there are quite a few um, different like job families uh, in the in the tech industry. Um, obviously, if you want to become a developer, um, the the technical background it's uh, a necessity. Um, but I do know um, quite a few really awesome developers uh, who didn't have a formal um, um, technical training. Yeah, yeah, or like um, CS background or something. Uh, they just, you know, self-taught. Um, and some of the best ones that I've met, they're self-taught. Um, so definitely, um, it's something that's it's achievable, right? Uh, it depends on, you know, your perseverance and um, how much time you want to put into this. Um, but besides developers, there are like, you know, product managers, um, uh, program managers, um, various different uh, job families, right, you can consider. And a lot of them are more about uh, sort of product strategies, 
uh, quality assurance, uh, all these different things that don't necessarily require a very strong technical background. So that could be something to consider as well. And as you've like mentioned about all those managers, you know, like you as yourself, as a manager, you know, what, what are the main characteristics you might look for when hiring maybe? The most important thing, especially for a new, new graduate, is the uh, willingness to learn and, and really be curious about um, so, sort of, yeah, just, you know, curiosity in general. I think that's definitely the most important thing. Um, because with like new grads, we're not really expecting you to uh, to know a lot of uh, in-depth knowledge about everything, right? So it's really about that uh, eagerness to learn and, and be better. I think that will be the first thing I look at. So do you think there are any differences, you know, working in these big tech companies with, you know, working in other industry companies or maybe even compared to like working in maybe smaller boutique tech companies? Mm -hmm. Like a startup? Yeah. Okay. Um, so the question is, is there any difference between working for big companies and startups? Yeah, for tech companies. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's very different. Um, the, the, the type of problem you're solving is different and the skill sets required to solve those problems are very different too. Um, you know, like as a small team, uh, you can quickly iterate on your product, um, like really move fast and break things and, you know, um, and, and try and pivot as quickly as or as frequently as, as you want. But with, you know, um, these bigger companies, um, a lot of times um, the opportunity cost uh, is too high, right? Um, or uh, in a lot of cases, you are working with, you know, hundreds or thousands of people. Um, how do you build things at scale? That is a very specific challenge for these big companies, right? So that's something that, you know, as a startup, you don't tend to think a lot about. But as a, as a big company um, or someone working for a, a product used by lots of people, you have to think a lot about these kind of things, the scalability, security, accessibility, right? All these different aspects. Mm -hmm. okay. Well, I think that's a very insightful answer. Um, now I'm just going to go into, like, do you have anything you want to talk about specifically? I think if, if really, if, if there's anything that I, I want to say at this point in, in time, I think it's definitely true is that, um, like focus on the, on the journey, focus on the effort you put in and make sure that you do as much as you can instead of focusing on the results. Right. Because a lot of times you see people um, get super nervous in interviews, right, or get super nervous uh, in in their career. Like I've, I've got to get promoted or I've got to get this job or I've got to get into this company um, that actually a lot of times. Um, it's that, that kind of mindset is quite counterproductive, right? Like, the mm -hmm. only thing it does is to make you nervous. So. Focus on, you know, the input, focus on what you can change, what you can control um, and just um, leave the rest um, to 
you know, whatever the, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, don't want to say fate, but you know, just leave, embrace the results regardless what it is, right? Um, I think that would be uh, much more helpful in the long run for everyone. And that's all the time we have today for our podcast. Thank you, John, so much for joining us in this session. I hope our audiences have found this interesting and insightful. And don't forget to tune in for our next podcast. Thank you, everyone.